Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Post-20 Podcast. You're now listening to the NFL Divisional Roundup. These games are finally done. We're heading into championship or division championship weekend. Um, my name is Evan. I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Jeremy. We're going to go ahead and get into things for you. My first question, of course, is, Jeremy, how did your bets go this weekend? Um... Okay, obviously not as good as the week before, but that's nearly impossible. Um, so we started off poor with the Titans and Bengals. They're, I don't know, the Titans just look bad, as we all saw. But then the, I did have the Niners money line, so that was pretty cool. Um, although it does suck to see Aaron gone. And then Sunday, not only were the games absolutely electric, but I ended up on both sides of those games, so I'm happy there. Um, our touchdown scores from last week didn't do great. But, I mean, they're always just kind of more so for fun and not as heavily bet as we like to do on the uh, spreads and money lines and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, terrible for me. Uh, just I, I just can't get it right. And when I do pick all of the touchdown scores right, like I had a lot of SGPs. That's what everybody does uh, for these games. And, like, just one thing. Like, I was an Elijah Mitchell touchdown away from 400 bucks. I figured if the Niners win, Elijah Mitchell will 100% score. Obviously, that didn't happen. Gronk didn't score despite the fucking Bucks coming down the stretch and, like, you know, really trying to clutch it up. Gronk's always the guy that the ball goes to. And that shit just didn't happen. So I had a bad weekend <laughs> um, in terms of picks for the podcast. Jeremy, uh, three out of four with a lock. Uh, that hit me one out of four with no locks and there's touchdown scores that we all picked or that Jeremy and I picked. He had two hit out of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. And I had one hit out of six. So those were misses, I would say. Um, but let's go ahead and get into these games. I mean, we had a couple, well, not a couple, we had four really good games. Um, maybe three Packers Niners was not ideal. Um, all these games came down to pretty much the last possession. Really entertaining watches. So we'll start off in Music City. Uh, the Cincinnati Bengals defeated the Tennessee Titans 19-16 to behind a... Uh, I mean, I don't even know what to call it. I guess it was just Burrow facing adverse, uh, adversity and just making it through here. Uh, he threw for 348 yards and interception. No touchdowns for him. Uh, just one touchdown on the ground from Joe Mixon. And in terms of the Titans, we had Tannehill throwing three INTs, a touchdown for 220 yards. Uh, Deontay Foreman leading rusher in this game with 66 yards. Derrick Henry, uh, 20 carries and only 62 yards and a touchdown for him. So not a great game for him. A.J. Brown was really the story in this one with 142 yards on five receptions and a touchdown. Um, I thought the Titans' defense was pretty much the thing that you have to talk about in this game. I mean, they looked absolutely fantastic. They came to play. They were out there in the trenches. They had nine sacks on Joe Burrow. Um, the Really, it was, just, it was the offensive line for the Bengals and the defensive line for the Titans that are worth talking about because these offenses just were abysmal. Uh, Burrow got sacked a ton, and then Tannehill threw a ton of interceptions. So it was a really ugly game. I mean, 19-16, to 16, the under uh, cashed. For those of you that had it, Jeremy was leaning towards the under, I believe, uh, going back to last week. So that was a great bet. Um, and what do you think about the game? I mean, it was it was really entertaining for me. I, lo I love seeing that Bengals offensive line suck because we've been saying it all year. 
So I was wondering how you kind of felt about this one. Yeah, no, this game kind of went as expected um, in terms of it being low scoring. I mean, obviously we both did think the Titans were going to win. Um, I think you had the Titans, correct? I did, yeah, sadly. Yeah. Um, but after the very first play of the game, I pretty much knew we were out of luck there. Um, yep. With Ryan Hill throwing the pick on the very first play of the game. Yep. But yeah, dude, the Bengals' O-line looked bad. Um, I mean, the Titans, not only did they have, would you say they had nine sacks? Nine. They also had two overturned sacks on delay of games that were yep. called after Joe Burrow got sacked. A little suspect, if you ask me, um, that all of a sudden he gets sacked and it was delay a game instead, and then they get another play. But that doesn't matter. Yeah, the Titans' offense looked bad. Ryan Tannehill um, clearly is not the answer. Without Derrick Henry at you know 110%, he can't really do his thing. A.J. Brown, nice to see him do well um, after being injured a majority of the season and to see him show up in the playoffs, that was pretty cool. Uh, yeah, but, I mean, the Bengals, Joe Burrow, stud, man. I mean, there's not yeah. really much else to say. I mean, if you, if you get sacked nine times and still throw for 350 yards, I mean, that's just impressive. They seem to have completely abandoned the run game in the playoffs. Um, I don't think that exists anymore. I think Joe Mixon had 50 yards. He did get a touchdown, um, but still he only had 50 yards rushing. And I'm interested to see how their line holds up this coming week against um, Frank Clark and Chris Jones. That should be a tough battle for the Bengals. Yeah, for sure. Um, and Joe Burrow absolutely is a gem. I mean, he's he's so so good. I I it it hurts me because like I want to be right about the Bengals, but every single time, like it doesn't matter what that offensive line does. Burrow comes out, and whether he's getting fucking hammered or not, he keeps his head down and he keeps playing. And it's such an underrated aspect of being a football player. I mean, I think about. I think about the way Eli Manning was um, for a lot of those years with the Giants. Uh, his line was not great all the time. You know, a couple time, a couple years, it was really, really good. Um, but he used to get fucking hit a lot. He used to take a lot of sacks, and he would go out there and continue to just sling the ball. And I think it's it's a really underrated quality to have as a QB and to have that figured out so early for Burrow um is really impressive and also it's a great omen for the Bengals moving forward so they can improve that line um the Bengals are going to be sticking around all right uh on to 49ers Packers this game at Lambeau Field ended 13 to 10 in favor of the San Francisco 49ers this is sadly probably the last time we're going to get to see Aaron Rodgers play in a Packers jersey um People are saying this might be the last time we're going to see Aaron Rodgers play in general. I don't know if I subscribe to that idea. Uh, this would be his 19th season. That's a long time to be playing in the NFL, especially in the cold up in Green Bay. Um, but he certainly did look tired in this game. 225 yards for him. Uh, nothing going on the ground really for the Packers. A.J. Dillon scored on pretty much the first drive of the game. I mean, they went down and scored so easily, but after that, just a field goal. That's all the Packers could get. They couldn't convert anything. Jimmy G manages way to another victory. Only 131 yards. He's banged up. An interception, of course. He always throws the interception. Uh, Eli Mitchell leading rusher with 53 yards. George Kittle leading receiver with 63 yards. Um... I mean, just such a such an average game, you know. 
Uh, the the Niners get one on a. It was the blocked punt they scored on, wasn't it? Uh yes, it was. Yeah, so they scored on a blocked punt, which was obscene. Um, and then the Packers don't just their special teams are so bad. It's it's been bad all season. We should say, um, Lafleur, you know, he he took uh, responsibility for it. And I know I've said on this show before, I don't think Lafleur is that good of a coach. Um, and that kind of showed in this game. I mean, it, you have to make sure that your guys are going to convert those those opportunities. Um, in terms of scoring, and they just didn't. I think putting up 10 points against the Niners who have a decent defense uh, is disgusting because they, they let the Packers get into position a couple times and they just couldn't turn it into anything. So I think this is super disappointing for the Packers. Uh, I've hated on the Niners all season, but congratulations to them. I mean, I don't think Jimmy G is good. I won't hear it. I know a lot of people say uh, he, he he's he's good enough. He's definitely not, <laughs> but... um. To get to the, the NFC Championship, I mean, it's impressive stuff. What do you think about this one? Yeah, man. I, I mean, this is kind of a letdown game for Aaron Rodgers. It feels like, you know, all he's kind of put all the controversy to rest this year. Everyone was talking about him, and he just went out and did his thing all year. And then it just felt like it was bad mojo for them to just, like, intentionally lose the game at the end of the season to the Lions. Something just fell off, and yeah. then it looked clearly coming into the playoffs here um it kind of sucks to you know not see aaron Rodgers um advance and get into the championship round but i mean good for the niners man mm-hmm. jimmy g everyone can always counts him out he has been proven to save shanahan's job as we've discussed prior um that stat where kyle shanahan's win percentage is like 30 percent without jimmy g and it's like 75 with jimmy g on the field which is nuts um, the Niners just have a complete team. Yeah. Re- regardless of who's a quarterback, I mean Elijah Mitchell, Debo Samuel, George Kittle. They got good players on the defensive side. Clearly, if you can hold the Packers to ten points, I mean they just look good. And I'm excited for them this weekend. A little rematch action between them and the Rams. I mean that's going to be a good one. Um, similar to you though, I don't subscribe to the idea that this is Aaron Rodgers' last season. Yeah. Um, I don't. He has he has too much of an ego to let himself go out this bad. Yeah, I agree. And and we were saying, I mean, in one of our group chats, like the quarterbacks that were that that went out here, like besides Josh Allen, like they went out sad, dude. Tannehill looked like shit, and I mean, he is pretty shit. Um, Rogers didn't look very good. This is a terrible way to lose to to the Niners. This is was the team that passed on drafting him and in the playoffs they're four and zero against him like that's going out sad as hell and then look at brady like look at that first half that he had and we're gonna get to that game next but um that shit was fucking disgusting you can't let that happen and brady and rogers both did and i think that's why people are saying um that the the prospect of of retirement is, is so probable. And I, I just don't think I subscribe to it for either of them. Um, these guys are egomaniac freaks, like especially Rogers and Brady in recent years has kind of hidden it a little bit better. Um, but dude, I don't think anyone in the world has a bigger ego than Tom Brady. Um, so let's move on to that game. Rams 30 bucks, 27 an absolutely unbelievable Second half rally from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers brought them within striking distance of a win, but they could not convert it. The Rams go down at the end, kick a field goal, 
and win the game. Wow, this was a crazy game. Stafford, 366 yards, two touchdowns. Cam Akers, the leading rusher, he was the lead back in this game. Uh, Sony Michelle only got one carry. That was it. No Henderson, nothing. Of course, he was just activated off the IR. So um, maybe we'll see more of him next week. I would hope that we do because uh, Akers had two very, very costly fumbles in this game that let the Bucks essentially come back. Cup. Of course, I mean, 183 yards and a touchdown for him. Kendall Blanton was the first touchdown score, which I know nobody had. <laughs> OBJ and Tyler Higby also had solid games. Beckham continues to be very impressive as the number two option in L.A. Uh, for the Bucks, Brady, 329 yards, a touchdown and an interception. He was really just under... Um, or just over 50% in terms of completion percentage. He had a really, really tough first half. Uh, he looked terrible. He was very frustrated, visibly frustrated. Rushing, uh, Fournette had two touchdowns on the ground. Mike Evans had 119 yards and a touchdown as well. Uh, what do you think about this game? I mean, I-, I was thoroughly entertained the whole time. I knew that Tom wasn't going to let it be an absolute blowout. Um, but to be honest with you, I think it was the Rams losing the game more than anything. Yeah, no, I at halftime, like, it felt like the game was over, but, you know, Tom Brady, it's never truly over. Um, and then Cam Akers decided, I don't know, that he wanted to lose the game. Yeah. Um, and let the Buccaneers back in, but it did make for an exciting finish. I'm going to be honest, when the Bucks tied the game up with, like, 40 seconds left or whatever it was, I had already chalked up the Rams as losing. I was like, there's no way Tom Brady doesn't, A, win the coin flip, and then, B, immediately score. Um, but shout out Cooper Cup for being the best wide receiver in football and uh, getting wide open on the last play of the game. That was pretty cool. Um, Matt Stafford finally getting vindicated. I mean, 366 yards, two touchdowns. He was running all over the field, throwing the ball on the yep. run, sidearm, everything. It was pretty cool. Um, OBJ, 70 yards. I mean, that's good. No wide, wide receiver, too, behind Cooper Cup. I mean, if you can get the production they got out of OBJ, I mean, you can't complain there. Um, but yeah, it just felt like the Bucks came out too slow, man. Um, they let themselves dig a giant, giant hole, and then it was just you know three points too many to overcome there at the end. Yeah, um, and I had Bucks three and a half and a slip. Uh, sadly, I had Bucks money line. I knew it would be or on the podcast. I knew it would be close. I just this is. I think this game is kind of an. It's definitely an indictment of Cam Akers. I mean, that is disgusting. You can't fumble twice in a playoff game. You just can't do it. But McVeigh's play calling shifts when they're ahead. Um, this is how they protect leads for sure, like one hundred percent by slowing the game down. But in this case, when you let a really qualified QB and team. Um, have time to think about things, they can work their way back into the game. And that's kind of what happened. Of course, the fumbles helped. But um, I think McVay would be better served to just pour it on. Like, when you're ahead, when you're ahead, what was it at half? Let me look. It was 20 to 3. Keep Mm -hmm. fucking going, dude. Pour it on. Cooper Cup could have had 300 yards in this game. There's nothing stopping him. Nobody could stop him the whole game. I just, I think that the Rams would be better served, maybe moving forward, you know, now in the championship, you have to play a different kind of football, but um, they'd be better served to just send it, to just go 100%, all gas, no breaks, like never stop, 
And like that's the kind of offense they have. And if they re-sign OBJ and work him all the way in next season, as well as having that three-headed monster, if they keep all of those guys at running back, um, the Rams are gonna like they they had a top five offense. They're they're gonna be like unstoppable next season if they change uh, if McVay kind of changes his philosophy in in second halves. I think. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I feel like he plays more so not to lose than he does yes. to win once the lead. Yep, I one hundred percent agree. And we can't I mean we can't take it away from him because it does really work. Like he only hasn't he only lost like one game leading at halftime? Uh it's something the stat's something ridiculous like that. And I think he's also he still has to remember now that he no longer has Jared Goff. I mean, this man was yeah. working with off under center like if you're up at halftime with jared goff you got to do what you can to win the game yeah um now like matt stafford dude you gotta have some faith in the guy he made the lions look good for how many years yeah that's very true um okay we have the i mean game of what game of the last five years game of the decade game of our lives this was the game of my life i thought this was the most entertaining, unbelievable football game that I have ever seen. The Buffalo Bills fall to the Kansas City Chiefs 36 to 42 at Arrowhead Stadium. I was dumbstruck, um, dumbfounded, awestruck, whatever combination of words you want to use at the result of this game. Josh Allen, I mean, there are still people out there. There were still people out there before this game that didn't want to give the guy his flowers. He is an unbelievable quarterback. He has been since the first time he stepped onto the field. He has always shown extreme promise. And this was, I mean, this has to be the, his coming out party for the public. Like the public has to understand now, finally, like Josh Allen is a top five quarterback in the league. It's, I don't think it's arguable. He's unbelievable. And of course the one guy probably who, who, who could play better than him with these stakes, um, Patrick Mahomes again. I mean, he had 378 yards and three touchdowns. Josh Allen had 329 and four. um, I'm like struggling to find the words to explain the game. I'm going to read you guys some stats. Tyreek Hill was a leading receiver with 150 yards and a touchdown for the Chiefs. Travis Kelsey had a touchdown and almost 100 yards. He had finished with 96. Byron Pringle had a touchdown. Uh, Mahomes rushed one in. McCall Hardman rushed one in. And then on the Bill side, we had Gabriel Davis, who had, I think this is one of the best stat lines. It is the most... Receiving touchdowns caught by a receiver ever in an NFL playoff game with four. Not even Jerry Rice did that. Uh, so four touchdowns and 201 yards for Gabe Davis, which is unbelievable. Uh, he's, I guess, WR2 there. I mean, some games you don't even see him. So uh, Cole Beasley had 60 yards. And then rushing Josh Allen had almost 70 yards. And Devin Singletary had one touchdown as well. Uh this was the craziest game I've ever seen. I mean, it was just unbelievable. The The fourth quarter was insane. There was 28 points in the fourth quarter. Um, I'm going to I'm gonna hand this over to you because I know you watched it. Um, I mean, recap this game for us. Yeah, I mean, dude, everything you said is spot on. I think this is probably the greatest game that I've ever seen yeah. in 
livelihood. I mean, I know it's there's probably some old heads that probably have differing opinions, but I mean, we've only been watching football for <laughs> 15 years, and that is hands down the best game. I mean, with everything on the line, two young star quarterbacks, like, you know, future faces of the league now that people like Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers. I mean, Patrick Mahomes is already the face of the league, in my opinion, but Josh yeah. Allen as well. And to just see them continually do the exact same thing and just it work every time. I mean, Gabe Davis down the middle every play. Josh Allen dot every play right to him. I mean, Patrick Mahomes, he doesn't run during the regular season, and I'm convinced it's strictly because he saves it for the playoffs. Dude, he ran back and forth, back and forth, throwing the ball, running the ball. I mean, he looked unbelievable. I think they they combined for like 10 incompletions the entire game. They threw for 700 yards. It was un I can't imagine ever watching a game like that again. Nope. Um and I mean with 13 seconds left, my biggest future Chiefs Super Bowl from the beginning of the season, I was so down bad. And Patrick Mahomes, man. The Patrick Price, you can never count him out. I love it. No, you can't. I, like everyone's excited for Joe Burrow this weekend, but I just have a tough time seeing any way that a game the rest of the playoffs could be anywhere near as exciting as what we just watched. That was my Super Bowl for the season. That was the Super Bowl. Yeah, and I mean we had a great Bengals Chiefs game very recently. It was uh, I believe it was Week 16 or 17. It was very very impressive. Came down to the wire. Of course, the Bengals did edge the Chiefs in that one. So um, I think we're due for a great game. I just don't see anything eclipsing this um whether it's it's the chiefs and the niners uh, or the bengals and the niners or chiefs and whoever else i just i just don't care i mean i don't think that we're going to get anything better than this it hurts me that the bills couldn't pull this one out i mean i don't i don't hate the chiefs like I, you just for me you can't hate them um, all of those New England teams that, that were very dominant in the AFC, I feel like were extremely easy to hate, but I don't hate, hate Mahomes. Sometimes it's a little frustrating to see him beat another team that I really like. And I really do like Josh Allen. I, I want him to get all the credit he deserves. Um, but I have so much respect for Mahomes. I mean, I think he is just an unbelievable athlete. People said he was cooked this season, and honestly, he did look cooked for a while. Um, but th- th- what he's done, what Andy Reid has done, and we should say Andy Reid saved all of his timeouts, which he never, ever does. I've never seen him do that, and and it really helped them out. Um, but the things that these guys have done uh, for the Chiefs this season, who had a really tough start— are just so impressive. So it's awesome to see the Chiefs heading into the uh, AFC Championship. I'm pretty much certain that they'll win this game. Um, but let's go ahead and, and actually get into those. We have only two picks for you guys this week. Um, maybe a touchdown score from each game. We'll see. Um, but yeah, here we go. So the Bengals take on the Chiefs Sunday, January 30th. Just five days from now. This game going off at 3 p.m., uh, I believe the Bengals are currently a seven-point underdog. Yep. I have been overthinking every single pick that I've taken all playoffs. Um, 
I've liked some of the dogs. I haven't really taken them. I don't like the Bengals to win this game. I think the Chiefs are actually going to fucking slaughter them for most of the game, but I love a Bengals cover. Like, I love, like, a plus 10.5, I think. I just can see them coming back at the end, sharpening up, and Burrow just slinging it. Um, instead of that, because that's me overthinking, I'm going to take Chiefs minus 5.5. I think that's just where I have to be. Um, that's minus 150. It's great odds. I love some touchdown scores in this game. I just think the Chiefs come to play. So I'm going to take Chiefs minus five and a half. Okay. Um, yeah. I mean, this is about the time of the season um, where you kind of just hedge your futures if you have any remaining or you just play some fun SGPs, um, which I will most certainly be doing come Sunday. But in terms of main... You know, main line picks here. I feel like I feel like the Chiefs have to cover, man. I mean, with how bad the Bengals' offensive line looked last week, you can't compete with the Chiefs. If you are only putting up 19 points, you're going to get smoked. Um, so I'll take the Chiefs minus seven. Um, but after we go through both games, I have some fun conference special picks as well. Cool. Um, okay, the San Francisco 49ers versus the LA Rams. Now, this is where I feel really comfortable. The Niners have had the Rams number all season long. I've lost money both times by betting on the Rams. I am tripling down and betting on the Rams in this one. They're three and a half point favorites. I love it. I think they win by touchdown. I am taking Rams minus three and a half. Yeah, I'm going to take the Rams minus three flat just in case I can get a push there. Okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, I they always say it's hard to beat a team twice, um, let alone three times. So I think the Rams are due for one against the Niners. Um, if they can, you know, if Matt Stafford keeps looking the way he's looked all playoffs, they should have no problem. And this should honestly kind of be a runaway game if everything goes to plan for the Rams. I agree. Okay, let's get into some of those uh, conference picks for you. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so they do, well, first and foremost, um, Chiefs Bengals strictly. Um, I like Patrick Mahomes, more passing yards than Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow is actually projected to have more passing yards than Patrick Mahomes, um, probably because they expect them to be losing. But the Chiefs don't really run the ball when they're winning. Um, it's my thing. Um, but outside of that, um, most rushing yards on the weekend, I like Elijah Mitchell just based off the way the other three teams have been playing. Um, I mean, the Rams have been using split backfield, and I think Sonny Michelle will take a larger chunk of that this week. Um, the Chiefs use Jarek McKinnon and CEH, and then the Bengals are going to be losing. So they're going to be throwing the ball. Um, he is plus 250 on DraftKings to be the leading rusher this week. Um, so that's good value, in my opinion. Oh, that reminds me, from the Niners-Rams game, um, a sneaky little bet that I would maybe consider just sprinkling a little bit on. Sony Michelle, anytime touchdown, is currently plus 400. Ooh. Right, dude? Cam Makers fumbled on the goal line and fumbled again in midfield. When they get inside the 20, I feel like you got to give Sony the ball. So awesome. plus 400. I mean, it's worth throwing at least like five bucks on it, guys. Like, come on. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, so I like Elijah Mitchell most rushing yards, Patrick Mahomes more passing yards than 
Joe Burrow. And if anyone, I know you can only get those on Barstool, I think. I don't know if FanDuel and DraftKings implemented those yet. Um, but not necessarily great value, but literally free money, in my opinion. Matt Stafford to throw for more yards than Jimmy Garoppolo, sitting at around minus 180. Um, anywhere from minus 180 to 200. And I just don't see a world. They could play 100 times, and I don't think Jimmy Garoppolo would throw for more yards than Matt Stafford even once. Um, so if you do use Barstool, I would definitely throw that in a parlay with something with the Chiefs game, maybe Patrick Mahomes and Matt Stafford to be the two leading passers from their games. Um, but yeah, in terms of the whole conference, I like the Elijah Mitchell rushing. All right. Um, bro. Awesome. Um, and then I don't even know, should we even do a lock of the week? I mean, there's only two picks. These are basically our locks at this point. Unless yeah, you have say, an idea. Yeah, I was just, there's not really um, a, another option there. Oh. <laughs> yeah, we can't really give a lock. I mean, we only have to take, pick two games. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I wish I would have came prepared with an SGP for the gang. Yeah, we can release one of those on um, on Twitter and Instagram. I, I have a couple of props that I really like. Um, one that I've been eyeing up is uh, T. Higgins' yards over 68 and a half. I think they're going to try their best to lock down Jamar Chase. Um, and he's honestly been getting a lot of uh, rushes, believe it or not. So if you can find his rushing prop uh, as we move closer to the game, I think, honestly, that, that could be something worth looking at. Um, Joe Mixon's rushing yards are currently at 60.5, which seems kind of crazy to me. That seems really low. Um, but we'll have to see. My My real prop is... Higgins over 68 and a half uh, receiving yards. And then I also uh, absolutely love a Travis Kelsey touchdown at minus 155. So uh, that's it, I guess, really for, for Jeremy and I. Um, thank you guys for listening. Uh, we'll have one more show, I guess, uh, next week for the recap of the AFC and NFC championships. And then uh, I guess a couple weeks off before uh, before Super Bowl um, I guess preview. I mean, I can't believe it, but we're we're kind of at that point where the NFL show goes into hiatus. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah. For the Super Bowl, I come prepared with one of the those like meme sheets where it's like uh, Gator yes. and commercial, all that, and go through there and see how we do. For yeah, sure. yeah, we have to wait. I've been looking around. Um, there I haven't found any that I really love yet. So we'll have to see um, because odds once once the regular season or not regular season, but once the playoffs end, um, they're all over the place. So we'll have to find a, a really crazy one and kind of just go through it, uh, see if we can get some guests on and and see how everything goes. Uh, until then, guys, or until next week, I should say, um, we'll see you. Take care of yourselves. Make sure you check us out on social media at Post20 Podcast, Twitter, and Instagram. Check out the regular show, uh, the Premier League show, if you would like. That's going to be heading into um, a week where there's no games. So I don't know what Matt and I are going to talk about, but we'll figure it out. Uh, We'll see you next time, and uh, take care of yourselves till then. See ya.